Beside the Point with Dallin and Parker. Um, this is fun. Episode three. Yeah, it's it's been going well. Yeah. I, I've enjoyed this. Yeah, me too. Last week's episode was a lot of fun, talking about perfect songs. I feel like it was a lot more just like chill, just kind of talking about who we are. <laughs> I think so. Since that episode, have you had any perfect songs that you regret putting on that list? Not that I regret putting on, but... Or I, maybe that you missed, like uh, you wish you would have put on? See... I definitely have been listening to like a lot of bleachers this week and I'm like, man, like, cause you mentioned good morning and yeah. I think that's a perfect song, but there's just like some other ones, dream of Mickey Mantle, Chinatown that I think are so good too. Um, and I have up here the, I posted up like a Q and a on the podcast to see oh, yeah. what some people thought were perfect songs. Um, we got sign of the times by Harry Styles. We got tension by Bournes. Um, someone else also said Good Morning by mm. Bleachers and August by Taylor Swift. So we got some we got some good suggestions. I think it's just a fun question to think about that whoever whoever wants to can think about. But um, anyway, should we start with a uh, track of the week? Yeah. Track okay. of the week, 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 week. Um, Parker, what's your track of the week? Okay. I um, This week I've been going back to this album that came out in June. Um, the artist is Kid Bloom. Okay. Do you know him? Um, only through you, pretty much. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, he 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 released his album called Highway uh, earlier this year. Super good album. I think that Kid Bloom has a really fun sound. That kind of is a callback to the '70s and '80s, mm. but is really more of like an indie, um, like an indie twist on that. Has a lot of like Tame Impala vibes, um, but. This is maybe a topic for another day that we can talk about, but I think one interesting thing that like Silk Sonic did, uh, you know, if, if you don't know who Silk Sonic is, uh, Bruno Mars, Anderson Pack, mm-hmm. great duo, came out with an album this year um, that, in our opinion, was not really a callback to the like seventies and eighties, but it could like genuinely be considered yeah. like seventies music if it was released back then. Yeah. Um, but this is different. It's more of like a, like a callback, like I'm saying. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm going to play you my favorite song from the album, and it is called Remedy. Okay, so can you hear the 70s? Can you hear the 80s? Yeah, just like the nice, it's like synthy, poppy, just, you know. Very like easygoing song. And that's like to me what the 80s is for music. I mean, obviously, uh, News Alert was not live during the time, (laughs) but we've talked about this before where we really feel like 80s music was just like a happy, easygoing time, especially like mainstream music just had such a positive positive message. Yeah, Yeah, and it really didn't, you know touch on like a lot of the heavier stuff that I feel like the music that we listen to nowadays does. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Um, like you said, like at least not in mainstream music. I feel like a lot of just the popular 80s music that like my mom has shown me and stuff like that. It's all just like, like it can almost sometimes be borderline cheesy, but it like doesn't matter because it's just, you know, happy. It's just fun. Yeah. So yeah. Like Friday I'm in love, Yeah. you know, just like so easy. And today's standards like very cheesy, definitely. Mm -hmm. Um, But I feel like this song does call back to that. You know, like the lyrics are him talking about how much she's on his mind, how he feels sick when he's without her, how Mm -hmm. she's his remedy. 
Um, and then musically and production wise, I really, really enjoy the harmonies and the melodies that happen like a little bit later in the song of, mm. I, I'm pretty sure it's him dubbing his voice over himself, but kind of like one voice going high, higher, one voice going lower and just making like a really fun song to listen to. Yeah. So nothing deep, nothing particularly interesting. Just one that I've had on repeat pretty hard this week. That's sweet. That's nice. Yeah. Um, well, well, what's your song? My track of the week. It's honestly kind of like my track of the month. I've listened to this song so much recently. Hmm. Um, is uh, "Self Control" by Frank Ocean. I love this song. Um, I chose this one just because um, yesterday, at the time of recording the podcast, yesterday was the six-year anniversary of Blonde. Ooh. Crazy. It's fun. I, I'm pretty new into getting into Frank Ocean. Um, and so I still have like a lot of his history and his discography to learn. But like Blonde has definitely just like, I don't know, it's come on strong to me. You know, I just have loved it so much. We, we just recently had a, a disagreement about Channel Orange and Blonde, which one's better. I'm, I'm definitely hardcore in the Blonde camp. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm a little bit more biased towards Channel Orange. Yeah, it's interesting. Maybe we can explore that on some future episode. <laughs> but anyways, I've just been listening through Blonde a lot this week. I didn't even know that the anniversary was coming up, but I saw that yesterday. Um, but Self Control is my favorite Frank Ocean song. It's just so... I don't know. It's like you're sitting down by a pool or sitting down like it's summertime for sure. And you're sitting down by a pool or you're sitting on the beach. And it's just like this. It's just like this really relaxing but emotional song. And there's a part about halfway through where um, it comes in. Young Lean comes in with these vocals, actually, with this low voice and the bass comes in right then. I just think it's such a pretty song. And right near the end, it has the, uh, 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 no, you gotta leave, 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 and down some summertime. Just as this, the outro. I don't know. I think it's a beautiful song. I don't know what else to even say about it. Yeah. I mean, for me, this album is awesome. I, I do love Blonde. I think where it kind of fails for me is as it kind of gets to the end of the album, I start to lose like a little bit of focus. Mm -hmm. And that's not to say that I haven't given it a good try. Like I do need to give it a little bit more of a listen but <laughs> um like for me the the big songs are definitely the first couple of songs like pink and white ivy yeah. um solo and as those kind of progress in you know nights is an awesome song i mm. think a lot of people have made memes about the transition between the first half and the second half of the yeah. song but it is still so, like one of the coolest transitions in music yeah um but great album great song i, I still think Channel Orange for me is a little bit more of a um, like a timeless album hmm. and I think it does encompass kind of that early sound of his as he was discovering his own sound because the dude is coming out of Odd Future yeah you know like the, crazy. the experimental boy band of the time yeah and I think that that album coming out of that group was just for him like establishing his sound and his identity mm -hmm. and is a little bit more of an interesting album to me but this album is a little bit more coherent and a little bit more complete. Um, mm -hmm. And now we just need a little bit more, a little bit more music. <laughs> I know. The drought it's been, is not over. It's been way too long since 
yeah, everybody go listen to Blonde. Celebrate the anniversary. Heck yeah. Um, well, should we get into it to our uh, topic today? Let's do it. What are we talking about? Okay. So, Dallin, tell me, if you could go to your perfect concert, what would that perfect concert look like? Okay. So. And, and I'm going to set the stage for you, okay? So, you're, you're going to have the main act. It mm-hmm. can be a group or, or an artist. Um, if you want, they can have a feature with them. And then I'm going to give you one or two openers. Two max. Two okay? max. Okay. And I want you to tell me, you know, mm. venue, uh, you know, even even if you want, you can be like, put me back in high school, like make it 2018 again, mm. something like that. Like just paint for me the picture of your perfect uh, concert. Perfect concert. So I'm going to be in the pit of a big crowd, but in the general admission pit area, close to the front. Oh, I think headliner just because it's kind of just like out there at this point i think i'd choose kanye but not like kanye right now with the whole donda kick that he's on i do i want the old kanye i want the old kanye (laughs) well just like in the span of like from yeezus to yay even Hmm. in that range or life of pablo maybe i guess just like in that range of his i don't know like, I feel like that's when I would want to see him. And as far as openers... We're talking, like, unmedicated Kanye here. <laughs> yeah. Kanye before he got help. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, yeah. Let's see. And then, as far as openers, I feel like... Oh, I don't know. I'm, like, leaning towards people I haven't seen before or I'm not going to see. So, like, maybe Tyro the Creator would be really cool mm. to have as just, like, an opener. And he just, like, places absolute bangers. Like, I want him just... Maybe he'd be the first opener. Just get everybody amped up. Because I've, I've never been to one of his concerts, but his, I feel like he can bring such energy. And then, ugh, I mean, I don't want to keep it all hip-hop. Um, so let's just, uh, but then who would even fit? Um, okay, you know what? Uh, you know, we'll just keep it there. We'll just keep it there. Tyler's opening, bring fire energy and then Kanye's show with his elaborate like whatever he has going on and then it's it, it's like a, at an arena but I'm in the general admission like right up close to the stage that would probably be right up close like your front row yeah okay. I'm like right there but and no particular venue just um I think just like a, the biggest crowd possible big mm. pit you know, I don't care if there's stands too, but just like the biggest pit possible too. What about you? What What do you think okay. your, your ideal concert would be? I think I'm going hip hop as well. And it's just like hip hop music is so much more f- like fun and hype. I feel like energy wise than, than indie or alternative or, yeah. you know, rock can get there. But I do think that hip hop's really that only genre where you ever hear stories of people, you know, getting trampled unfortunately like i don't want quite that level of energy but i'm thinking you know give me brockhampton oh nice mostly because you won't be able to i won't ever be able to see them again is my suspicion Mm -hmm. and we've talked about brockhampton on the podcast before but the best hip-hop boy band in my opinion of this decade and super sad that it has kind of all fallen apart for them Mm -hmm. um especially since the amir incident and 
um, you know, all these different personalities trying to work together. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying like, give me Brockhampton right after saturation three. We're, we're saying like 2017, 2018. Um, and same thing as you, like a big venue. I was thinking somewhere in Vegas would be really fun. Mm. Like a big outdoor venue in Vegas where lots of space, big stage, the whole band can get up there and, and just jam out. Yeah. Um, fun story. We, uh, we were thinking about going to Brockhampton earlier this year yeah. and then they announced that the tour had been canceled and, and they were no longer, but Such big, a bummer. yeah, big bummer, big bummer. Um, but yeah, give me Brockhampton. I'm thinking I would really like to see JPEG Mafia with, with them as like a feature mm. just because, um, they have him on some of their songs and he's a, a fun guy and a really cool artist to flow with. And I feel like he kind of meets their, their energy and their voice. Um, I was actually going to also say Tyler, the creator for, for okay. an opener, um, because you already said him, I'm going to say Saba, mm. um, super fun R and B rapper, um, very fun sound, very fun vocals. I don't know if he necessarily fits like the Brockhampton energy or vibe. He's like definitely a little bit more lower energy. Um, but he's a very cool artist and one that I think is making some of the coolest R and B hip hop music right now. Mm-hmm. And one that I would see in a heartbeat. Yeah, that's that's a that's a good list. Also, while you were talking, it reminded me that my other opener would be Death Grips, just because because <laughs> if, if I'm gonna be on that train of just wild wild hip hop, then then I can't leave out Death Grips. So that okay. you, you just reminded me of that. But yeah, I would love to see. Death Grips and Tyler, the creator, try to beat each other in energy. I know. Yeah, they can like have a little battle of the bands. Moment. Yeah, yeah. Air guitar fight. Oh, geez. That'd be awesome. Dang. Um, well, so, Parker, now that we've described what our perfect concerts would be, what do you think? Like, I just want to talk about what. So we've gone to a lot of concerts together, right? A few. A few, <laughs> a lot. <laughs> what maybe one a week? <laughs> Every, yeah, honestly, more multiple. A week. Yeah, but just like ever since high school, we've gone to lots of concerts, and so I just wanted to talk about like what are the best, what how we can have the best concert experiences, or like how concert experiences have changed since we've yeah. started going, stuff like that. You know. Well, I feel like as I'm gonna sound like an old man here, but you know, <laughs> as I've gotten older. It's like we've talked we've talked about how the concert experience and like our priorities have changed. Yeah. And I can just remember being 17, 16 years old mm-hmm. and getting to the line at like 11 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> waiting for these bands to get in to these venues to so that we could be front row. Yeah. Um, Is that the earliest you ever showed up to a concert? Do you remember what the I mean, earliest I've, I've never slept over before. Uh-huh. Do you know what the earliest you've the earliest I ever showed up was at 8 a.m. Wow. For 21, 21 Pilots, pilots. Yeah. At, at the Great Saltaire back in 2015. Jeez, and and what spot in line were you? Uh, well, here, that's the thing. Is, so we, we were super far up, but the lane, line just like scrunched right before oh. the doors opened. So I really wasn't even that close by the time I got in. So it wasn't really worth it. But that's lame. <laughs> that's definitely the earliest I ever showed up to a concert. I think that I, I won't say like the earliest I got to a concert, but like. The luckiest that we ever got as a concert was when you and I were in Seattle <laughs> and we saw the neighborhood yeah. live. So we go to we go to Seattle to watch the neighborhood. Um, and I don't want to make it sound like that was the only reason we went to Seattle, but definitely a big reason. Um, 
and we're like, you know, we're on vacation. Like, let's let's take our time and yeah, because we were only there for what like three days or something like that. Yeah, like we wanted to see Seattle and stuff. So we show up to the line around five for doors at six, and we're way way back in the line. And anyway, they put up this poster outside the venue, and it says <laughs> like, if you're a Delta Sky Miles rewards member or like yeah. card holder. Um, you get first entrance into the line. Yeah, before everybody else waiting in line. Yeah, and we just just so happened to have flown Delta on our way there, and like we didn't even know if we had like the right number because like they made it sound like it was like this. Oh, you have to be like part of like like this, a lottery. Yeah, it has to be like this whole thing. You have to be part of this club. But like we just go up and like we like read off this number that's on our tickets on the email like confirmation email. Like oh yeah, you guys are good to go in. <laughs> And we walk in and we go literally to the like front row. <laughs> the front row when we showed up, yeah, less than an hour before do- doors opened. Do you remember who the opener was? It was, there was two. There was Health. Health. That were like. That's the one I remember. Metal, like crazy. Headbanger band. Yeah. It was, they, were, they were pretty cool, but definitely kind of exhausting. And then the other one was Field Medic, who was like this folk singer. <laughs> it's just such a contrast. And then the neighborhood. Yeah, they're like, I rode my van here to the venue <laughs> for Montana. Oh, it was so fun. I, I bought his vinyl at the show. I still oh. have it. He signed it because he, he liked our energy at the show. <laughs> I remember he said that. That's right. We, uh, we crowd surfed with the lead singer of the neighborhood, didn't we? Oh, yeah. Or well, like, yeah, he he like, yeah, he stuck his hand out and we were like lifting him up and stuff. Yeah. yeah. That was a fun. Yeah, that was fun. Um, but so, yeah, I feel like concert experiences, they, they have changed since then, like the way that we've kind of deal with it. Cause like you said, like we used to show up way early. I remember we went to walk the moon once and showed up. It was like the middle of winter, so cold. And we showed up like at noon and we're just like taking turns in line, just freezing our butts off. And it's just like, and stuff like that. And then, yeah, now that we're kind of older and we're a little bit more fine showing up you know, an hour before it starts or right as doors open and, and getting inside, yeah. depending on who it is. And maybe it's kind of sad that like time has a bigger priority for us than experience. I but know. but also it's like we were just having a lot of really negative experiences in the, like deep, the deep pit, you know, yeah. like a lot of just really crazy, crazy fans who would shove and kick and push. And mm-hmm. like it, if you guys don't know, we're, we're pretty tall guys, like we're yeah. each six foot three and... If you're a person who is much shorter than that, you're going to have a pretty bad experience if you're standing behind us. Yeah, which is like, it's hard because I definitely feel bad when there's like shorter people behind us, especially when it's like me, you, and like our other friends that are also tall and we're just kind of forming like a wall. It's like, we're definitely aware that we're tall, but it's like, we're not going to go all the way to the back of the crowd just so that everybody can see over us, you know? It's like, we're not going to separate so people can see through us. And so it's, it's... It's hard. I feel bad. <laughs> yeah. So I just I was I was starting to get tired of the like the energy required of sitting there in line all day long, and then you get in the venue and you have to push and fight and shove your way to the front. And then when you're tall and you're you're in the front row, people feel like they should be obligated to like push their way in front of you. Yeah. And so that was definitely our experience in high school of like wanting to be in the very very front row. And when you're in that moment, it is so totally worth it. Mm-hmm. But like thinking about trying to go through that process right now just would it's exhaust me yeah yeah it's exhausting do you, do you remember any specific concert that was like the crowd was particularly just like aggressive when they didn't need to be because like there's concerts like we went to 100 gecks where the music is off the rails like, uh, the entire crowd is a mosh pit which that's a whole other thing but like 
do you remember anything where like before the music's even going like do you remember any concert in particular where the crowd yeah. was yeah, well, I think I think that you'll definitely share this sentiment with me. But the first 1975 concert that I went to mm. um, was at this old rickety venue mm-hmm. where it was one of those where we were standing in line. Gosh, I don't know. I think I was there at two, two or three p.m. Yeah, and we were pretty far up, you know, pretty far up in the line. But um, just like even before we got in the venue, we were having bad experiences. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you remember the the feather story. Yeah, there was a girl with like a feather in her hair and someone else came up and started yelling at her that it was cultural appropriation. But then if I remember correctly, like the girl actually was like partially Native American, I think. And so it was it was just I don't know. The crowd was just very aggressive when they didn't need to be. And when we went inside the venue before the band even came on and the one I was thinking of that was similar was I went to Laney at that same venue and it was just like same thing like I that was the first concert where I got like I went to the back before the band came on I was like I couldn't do it so pit yeah the pit can definitely be not ideal which is so hard because it's so fun to be in there like I when what like I've gone to arena shows and like pit shows and I always prefer the pit over the arena yeah but then it's just hard when you're not on the same page as everybody else it seems like either because they're being way too aggressive or what happened recently is we went to coin at coincidentally that same venue. But during the openers, what was bugging me so bad is nobody was doing anything for the openers. That's, that's a pet peeve of mine is when the openers are on and everybody is just totally stagnant, not moving at all, not giving them any attention, not giving them any energy. What, what are your thoughts about man about that? What is it about today's, culture in today's society that is like we need our gratification right now i know you know like i definitely think that is a common theme going on because like i remember even hearing about what was it was it Lollapalooza? it was something some concert oh it was coachella i think where um, i'm talking about kid cuddy that one not that one but that one too that was another one where kid cuddy got booed off the stage because everyone wanted to hear kanye yeah but yeah at that same place Billie Eilish was the big headliner and Phoebe Bridgers was on stage before her. And so there are people that are going to be waiting at the stage all day for Billie Eilish. And they're all just like talking through Phoebe Bridgers' set, which I've seen Phoebe Bridgers live. And it is a very powerful and emotional like concert. And it, not loud either. Not like, loud. She is like a very it's, soft artist. Yeah. And so it's like, it's so worthwhile to be paying attention. But yeah, I feel like a lot of people now, it's like, they're there for the one band that they're there to see. And I feel like a lot of the time they're not willing to like show the energy or give the energy back to the openers. Yeah. Because you got to realize like those openers are there at their own expense, at their own privilege. Like they're trying to get big and they're trying to get appreciated and, and definitely are feeling, I mean, I imagine some imposter syndrome Mm -hmm. of like, you know, I'm, I'm this big band or I'm this little band playing with a big band. Mm -hmm. Like let's kind of make an impact here. Yeah. And you know, not showing that appreciation is rough. Yeah. Um, and I was at a comedy show recently and the comedian was, was making these same comments of like, man, y'all are just the TikTok generation of (laughs) ha ha next, ha ha next, you know, like quick laugh and then give me the next thing right away. Yeah. And that is just so sad because these people put in so much effort to be like an opener for these bands and then they just 
get yeah. stepped on. Yeah. And it's not to say that we're completely guilt free either. You know, I'm sure there's lots of, like there have been times that we show up and we aren't even there for the opener, you know, sure. And stuff like that. But then, but like at least a word of advice that like I try to follow is that I always have more fun when I start getting my energy going through the opener, you know, because that's what they're for. They're for like starting to get people amped up, you know, get people excited for the actual people. And so that's definitely something that, you know, has has impacted. And I'm not sure if this is directly tied in and I'm not sure if you've seen the same thing. But so like COVID shut down a lot of concerts, right? Well, pretty much all concerts for a long time. And then I noticed that when they started back up again and I started going to some concerts, the crowd was much more like not like spaced out, spaced out, but like definitely more just like chill and relaxed and not trying to like inch your way up to the very, very front right away. And so like I'm, I wonder if like COVID at all kind of like lowered the energy overall except for you know those moments of oh when the band that i'm here to see comes out you know stuff like that yeah or i mean it could also be that we just aren't up in the front like we used to be yeah you know maybe just the energy in the back is is naturally a little bit more chill yeah it's interesting how how it's all changed but yeah it's just we've like because i've gone to quite a few concerts since covid and yeah it, it's every artist is going to be different and every venue is going to be different so like what would you say is like what are some components of like a great concert like what what are some components both things that you can control and then things that the band can do or the venue can do that you you would yeah. say constitute a great concert i think that the first thing you should do in order to have a good concert experience is buy your tickets at the right time <laughs> true we um, we're dealing with some issues with with Kendrick Lamar right now. Mm -hmm. We're trying to go to his concert in a couple of days. Yeah. At the time of release, it'll be in two days, and mm -hmm. um, it's it's tough to time when you're gonna buy your tickets. You know, yeah, especially for those bigger artists. Yeah, so I would say you know first word of advice if you're like a first time concert goer or if you're trying to improve your concert experience is coordinate with everybody around you the the date that the concert tickets are getting released who's going to mm -hmm. buy them where you're going to sit like have a plan before those tickets come out mm -hmm. and then honestly i would say for the price that you pay at the time like pay the price and don't worry about whether ticket prices are going up or going down in the future like yeah just go with just go for it yeah just go with it yeah and kind of what you were saying is like about coordinating with other people i think having friends to go with is I'd say borderline essential to having a like positive concert experience. I've never been to a concert solo. Like I've been to a few, like I kind of, I sometimes work at like concert venues sometimes. And so like sometimes I'll watch the show just by myself. And like granted there aren't normally bands that, you know, I'm super into, but it's just like the difference in like my own energy when I'm alone but versus when I'm with like a group of, a good sized group of my friends it's astronomically more fun being with people you know that also like the band, even if you're showing them the band for the first time. Like, it's always more fun to have people with you. I totally agree. And I would recommend going to a concert with Dallin if you <laughs> ever have the opportunity because his energy definitely brings up everybody else's energy. Hey, I Super fun. I like going hard. But another thing about going hard is 
hydration. <laughs> this is something that like I feel like in high school, I don't know, maybe I just like had subconsciously I thought I was invincible, but like I was definitely not staying hydrated, but recently like I notice during concerts when I'm starting to get dehydrated. Yeah. Yeah. I would say don't rely on the the crew and the pit people to yeah. throw you drinks no. like all they will do is just soak you with drops of water. Yeah, soak you with drops of water. If you if you win the lottery, you'll catch one of the bottles that they throw. Yeah. But it's just like, it's not going to be enough. So like, make sure you're drinking water beforehand. If you're waiting in line, drink water. And then when you get inside, maybe if it's, I know you, like, it's always, you're so eager to like get into the pit and just like secure your spot. But like going and getting just like a sip of water or buying the water bottle, like can be so helpful, I feel like. Yeah, and, and I would say bring a disposable plastic bottle, you know. Yeah. One's not going to kill the earth, and mm-hmm. um, there's trash everywhere, so just yeah, just throw if you need it to drop it. Yeah. 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 No, that I think that's definitely a, a, an important component to having a good time because, like, there have been times, you know, where you just, like, start feeling sick during the middle of a concert, but you don't want to leave, and it's just, like, this back-and-forth thing. So, yeah. Yeah, well, I would, I would say my next tip... Um, have the great concert experience is go to a lot of concerts mm. and don't be afraid to try something new um like a smaller venue a smaller artist i'm sure that every city has their little venue you yeah. know i mean for us locally we have a place called kilby court and shout it's just court. Mm-hmm. big shout out to kilby um it is literally like a shipping container yeah. in the back of somebody's warehouse yeah it's just like a little little garage just down this alleyway and yeah. it's, but it's so fun. Like yeah. the stage is small, but like you're right up there. And yeah, like we've gone to a lot of just like small shows and like some, some people that like some people might know, you know, we went to post animal there. Um, we went to, um, I saw finish ticket vinyl theater. If those names are relevant anymore, but, <laughs> but it's just, yeah, it's, it's just, it's fun to experience the kind of like smaller underground experience of that. Yeah. And if you want to be having these good concert experiences, like, you know, budget out the money and Mm -hmm. and don't be afraid to spend, you know, 15, 20 bucks on a concert for an artist that you kind of know or that somebody else really knows, because that can be the beginning of a beautiful relationship for you in that in that artist. Yeah. And like another thing is like finding like local festivals or local stuff like that. Like we just had the Kilby Block Party that I went to and that's where I saw Phoebe Bridgers, but there was other people, you know, Steve Lacey, Claro, Mac DeMarco, like there were some cool artists that, that come. And so, yeah, just being kind of in the know of what's happening locally, not just like, not just following your favorite artists, but you know, having those experiences. Cause I saw a lot of bands there that I never would have seen otherwise, you know? Yeah. And then giving those, like we just talked about giving those artists the appreciation that they deserve because mm-hmm. they've, if they're smaller bands, they made a big effort to get all the way out to your city to, yeah, you know, unless you're in LA or Chicago or New York, you know, they make a big effort to get out there and you are the foundation for making your city a good place for music yeah. because those artists will come back and they'll be way bigger in, you know, four or five years. And they'll say, I remember playing in that little venue. I remember yeah. those fans that were cheering me on day one. Like you are a big part of making the music scene a bigger part of your city. Yeah, no, for sure. And I feel like that's, something that at least from what I've seen and what I've heard from artists is that Salt Lake has done pretty well in, in the, like historically 
is like, you know, bringing that energy, making bands feel welcome and excited. You know, Bleachers, Jack Antonoff, every time that he comes to, to Salt Lake, every single time, he'll like pause four times in the show and just talk about how much he loves Salt Lake. How much home he away from home. Home yeah. away from home. Like it's this show and his like hometown show in New Jersey that he loves so much. He talks about Kilby Court. He talks about all these fun things. And it's just like that that comes from the audience, you know? That comes from the crowd giving that energy and giving that, you know, support. And so, like, I think that that's one of the biggest takeaways is just you're like, you're going to get out what you put in. Like, if you are having a good time, you're putting in the effort to give off that energy, to cheer loud, to dance, then that in turn will make the band, you know, appreciate it more and more likely to come back, you know? <laughs> yeah. What, um, what advice would you give to number one, a really tall person mm. at a concert venue and then number two, a really short person at a concert venue? Mm, that's so, that's a good question. I think as far as tall people, kind of like we, we were saying how we're tall is, I mean, number one, just be aware, like know that you're tall. Like, don't just like, I, I, that sounds like dumb to say, know your privilege. Like, honestly though, like, I feel like at least in the concert realm, like it really is such a privilege being tall. And I feel like just being aware that like, you know, people around you are not as tall as you. So, you know, depending on who it is, like if some, if there's like a short person behind me, a shorter person than me and they like tap me on the shoulder and they're just like, Hey, like, I don't know, like, is it, is it possible I could stand in front of you? Like, I, it's just because, you know, they've waited for pretty much the same amount of time. One person in front of you is not going to make a difference. Like if it's like a whole group, you know, that's kind of where the line gets drawn and stuff. But, you know, just, you know, be courteous to people around you. Like maybe don't have your hands up the entire time. That was a mistake I was making at Phoebe Bridgers is a girl's like, hey, can you like put your hands down a little bit? And I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Just like, yeah, just be aware of the people around you. Yeah. What would you say for for shorter people at concerts? That one's a little bit tougher because <laughs> I'm not in that in that demographic, I guess uh -huh. you could say. Um, but if you are a short person and there's a big person in front of you and you just are having a terrible time, um, I mean, it's hard to say, but like there, are, you know, are better places to stand. Yeah, like it is tough to be in the front. Um, but yeah, if you are gonna ask that person, you know, just be polite and, and try to help them see from your perspective. Yeah, and understand is, if, if they don't wanna move, you know, cause they also yeah. waited the same amount of time as you to see this band, they probably like them just as much as you. Yeah, but I'd yeah. say bring some stilts maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wear your many. tallest shoes. I think that's something you can do. And then, yeah, just like, I mean, I feel like we have a group of friends where we have like varying heights and I feel like for the most part we generally have the taller people in the back of our group and then the shorter people in front so that can sometimes be helpful just to have yeah. your little circle of friends and have the taller people be in the back of your group yeah coordinate the group and and try to get in the front of that and you know go with other girls or guys that are around your same height maybe and and see if you can position position yourselves so that there is a window mm -hmm. but I do know that at a lot of venues there are upper balcony seating and that yeah. sort of thing Mm -hmm. upper balcony or it's you know just like it ramps up towards the back but like i'd say just like the general rule of thumb is because i mean like we even mentioned times that we have been up close and we haven't been ha having a good time you know yeah and so like i think rule of thumb is just if you're not if you can tell that you're not enjoying yourself as much as you should be based off where you're standing like 
it's there's no harm in moving you know to have a better experience yeah. like at that laney show i was not having a good time up near the front so i just went to the back and you know seeing it from like a, a wide perspective seeing the concert it was it was pretty fun you know so i i'd say yeah just don't be afraid don't like let the appeal of oh i was like front row at this concert like being able to say that or the bragging rights or the photo opportunities like are really not worth it if you're not having a good time yeah and that leads me into my last point and my biggest piece of advice is don't go to a concert for bragging rights mm-hmm. and don't be that person who has your phone up recording the entire time yeah no it is so annoying 100 percent. yeah i i think that's that's something that i i was definitely guilty of in my earlier concerts is I would, you know, want to film everything. Oh, I love this song. You know, I'm going to film the, the, oh, I'll just film this chorus, the verse, and then the chorus. And then the next song comes on and I want to do the same thing. But it's like, I mean, the 1975, almost every show, they, they give a little spiel about not being on your phones, particularly right before their more emotional songs. But I think it's something that really can just apply to any concert is, um, what he says in the recording of one of their shows is that the visceral memory of the experience of the concert experience is much more valuable than a video on your iPhone, which I think is so true because like, at least in the majority of the concerts I've been to since COVID, um, I've probably taken a total combined total of, I don't know, I'd say maybe three to five photos and videos combined. Um, per concert per concert yeah and like I enjoy it so much because it's you have those photos that can remind you of the experience that you had and then the rest of it you were there for it you know you weren't looking at your screen on your phone you were there like you and you can remember it from that or you can remember how you felt even if you don't remember the specific songs specifically like how the singer moved during one of the songs even if you don't remember that you'll remember how you were feeling more than if you're just on your phone yeah and that one photo that one video you know that small sample that you do take um they all of a sudden become so much more valuable to you and then you can go back and watch that or see that and remember like oh i had this great experience at this concert this was great we're not saying don't take any videos or any photos what we're saying is be in the moment enjoy the concert while it's happening and use your phone to have a callback for yourself so that you can say okay this is that concert. I did enjoy that, but there were so many more memories. Yeah. And, and then your friends will take videos too. You know, you can all yeah, share those. Exactly. You, like, you can all, all share around and stuff. And yeah, like kind of what we were saying with that is like, ha- don't have your phone out for the bragging rights, you know? Because like that's definitely 100% something that I was guilty of back in high school is almost my entire Instagram feed was concert pictures and videos that I had taken, you know? Which like now I look back and I'm just like, embarrassed first of all but then like also just like kind of regretful like i i wish i was just kind of more present during that instead of thinking oh yeah this photo is going to be sweet to post on instagram you know yeah because you're you know you were there you don't need to prove to everybody else that you were there like it's much more important to in my opinion to have a good time at the concert than to be able to prove that you were there yeah you you know you were there your Mm -hmm. friends know you were there Mm -hmm. it was fun yeah, Enjoy and, that. you know, a post on your story is not going to kill anybody, but like, yeah, you know, just make sure that the purpose of your photos and videos isn't to be able to brag or show off. If you want to like, if there's a song that someone who couldn't come to the concert really loves, you want to like record a little bit for them. Like, I think that's a really good reason to have your phone out. 
but yeah, I think that that is definitely one of the biggest pieces of advice is really limit your phone use, you know, for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that about wraps up our, our episode today. Um, I hope everybody here can have a, a good concert experience. Maybe I'll put a Q and a, should I, should I do the Q and a, how, what tips do you have or should I yeah, do yeah, what you know, their best concert is? Ooh, I'd say ask, ask the audience what their tips are to okay. of their, you know, tips and tricks for, to have a good concert. All right. If you're listening on Spotify, um, go to the episode and swipe down and, and you'll see a Q and a section where you can submit some tips and I'll, I'll pin those so people can read them and, but yeah. So I, everybody that's listening, go to some concerts, have a good time, follow our advice if you want to and see if, if you aren't following some of this advice and you do like, hopefully it, it helps you have a better experience. Yeah. But this has been beside the point podcast. I'm Parker and I'm Dallin and we'll see you next time. Thank you.